0: Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Do you like astrology, Louis Armstrong, or string cheese? I love all of those things, but that's not what this podcast is about. I believe time is valuable and how we spend it matters. That's why I've aggregated a decade of experience running my business and my passion for personal growth into short 10-minute episodes. This is Photo Business Help. Join me, Natalie Jennings, twice a week for lessons on everything I've learned on my journey from high school teacher to full-time photographer and business coach. I'll dive into marketing, meditation, and content creation, photography basics and organization, and the power of a healthy mind, body, and spirit connection. If you want to grow in business and live a better life, join our community of motivated, open-minded creatives. Let's do the podcast. Now. Is that good? Hello, hello. Welcome to the Photo Business Help Podcast. My name is Natalie Jennings and this is episode or rather part four of a four part series on SEO. I am here today with Becca Dilly, and she's going to dive into... Hello, hello. (laughs) And she's going to dive into um, the types of content and why you should be thinking about this to get a higher engagement with your audience. We all want more eyeballs on the stuff that we're doing and more clients um, walking through the door. So uh, we're going to dive into that. But if you haven't heard the previous three installments of this little SEO mini series that we're doing, you can scroll back through the archives of the Photo Business Help podcast and look for those. We, we kind of are framing it or we have framed it like uh, a little a little lesson that you can take yourself through. So start with number one. And um, right now we're going to dive into part four, the final part. Becca is also offering an SEO download. It's a PDF called 10 Minutes to Jumpstart Your Website SEO using captions. If you would like to grab a copy of that, head to beccadilly.com forward slash SEO. Becca, I'm just going to let you uh, jump in here. So so we're talking about types of content. So um, what should people be thinking about when they sit down to even plan for um, content for their blog?
1: Well, yeah. And I, I think, I mean, Natalie, you obviously taught talk about content a ton and think about content a ton. So feel free to pop in. I think that when I'm thinking about content for my website and I'm going to write a new blog post or I'm going to write a new page, the first thing I think about is why, why would people want to read this? And I ask that because as a photographer, like I have photos all the time. Like I'm excited. I shot this session. I think it was really great. I loved working with this couple. I love working with this family, whatever. Like I'm excited about it. I want to share it. But will someone else want to read it? Like, is this a blog post or a page or whatever? Is this content for the clients who I already worked with? Do they want to see a blog post? Um, If they do, how are they going to interact with it? Is it for their friends and family? Is it for my potential future clients? You know, for the most part, with what I do, my content is for my potential future clients. And so I want to really. Be conscious when I'm writing something that I'm not just like, hey, I loved working with this couple, which is true. I I loved working with this couple or with this family or doing this uh, editorial portrait or whatever. But like, why would someone be interested in reading that? So kind of flip it on its head.
0: How does thinking about your potential client um, and what they would want to read tie into SEO?
1: Because you want them to find it in the search. Like you want them to search for it. You want them to like what they see in the search and click on it. And then when they get to your page, you want them to be like, this is what I was looking for. So it's rare that they will be searching for a specific, you know, like the Jones family photos in Minneapolis. How are they going to search for that? Is that something that they want to read? They might read something like what to wear for family photos what parks are great for family photos recommendations for finding a wedding or a family photographer Um, there's a lot of ways of crafting that content that can use those images and use some of that energy in a way that people might actually search for and interact with so all you want to do is have people interact and engage with the content that you're providing
0: Right. So being a little bit more thoughtful about, especially us photographers, about what we're sort of just slapping up there, you know, so to speak, like here's some photos of this family session rather. A lot of
1: people, a lot of people slap stuff up there and they're going to alt tag it and put in keywords. And if, if that's all the competition they have, then they might do okay. And 10 years ago, that actually probably was enough, but now people are much more savvy about what they're clicking on and what they're writing to begin with. So you have a more savvy consumer in your potential clients who are like I don't want to just see a random group of photos from a family I don't know and you are also ha- have a lot more competition from other photographers in this case who are going to write more text and are going to have more relevant content that will better serve potential clients in the future. So you need to be really conscious about what you are putting out there so that it is of value to the you know what is it that you want to have happen? I assume that what you want to have happen is potential clients to see this, love it, and want to book you. So, what is it that they're seeing that they're falling in love with? You need to just craft the content to suit them. Um, I there's a lot. There's a big push to you know have evergreen content. Make sure you write some evergreen content. And I would say this. All of your content should be evergreen. Evergreen means it's always relevant. It's not just, you know, here's a wedding I did on Tuesday. It was great. All of your content should be valuable to people who were not in those photos.
0: And I think that it's important to make the distinction, you know, evergreen content, which is something that doesn't really ever age, um, is amazing to have. um, But particularly in our industry, maybe in an industry that's keeping up on current events. So clearly that is going to be a different um, business strategy, but we're, we're I just want to clarify that we're talking about your average business that's offering a similar service um, throughout the year, like photographers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't just thinking about how you can, even if you have content that isn't going to always be relevant, are there pieces that are relevant to it? Can you talk more about your process or about, Um, how you approach a problem or a solution or something that is more universal. So that if someone clicks on this in a year or two years or 10 years, there might be still something that they get from it that tells them about working with you and might be relevant to them
0: cool that's awesome again we're we're aiming to get more engagement with our potential clients i'm sensing that the value in really honing in on what they you want them to do is also going to sort of filter out a lot of folks that you may or may not want to work with or that aren't the best fit for your business so rather than being sort of blanket generic about what you're doing you're you're crafting things to sort of speak to the people that you want to work with is that right
1: yeah i mean content works You know, content means so many things and it can be used for so many purposes. So you do really need to think about, obviously, who you're trying to speak to and what you want them to do. And I know you talk about that all the time. With the SEO perspective, there is the added sort of third dimension of what would get them to seek out and find your content. So I talked about it a little bit in the last episode that I was on, um, the anatomy of a blog post where I kind of went through a little bit of a post that I had made, but, but the reason that I made it, I I think I kind of touched on, it was a blog post about the questions I wish you would ask your wedding photographer. And I, I, um, made that post because there's a lot of, when you're looking for a wedding photographer, I know people Google what to ask your wedding photographer or how to find a wedding photographer or a billion different variations on like, how do I do this? Because people haven't done it before. I want to provide content that is here are the questions I think you should ask that are more relevant than the questions that often get asked. Um, That sets me apart a little bit as a resource, but also as an expert and, um, even if people end up not booking me, it's still something they might engage with and click on and share with a friend down the road. It might be something that they are like, Oh, I wish I had thought about that. And they share with their friend who's getting married. Um, It's, it's content that is valuable for a a wide swath of potential clients and people who might not end up booking me, but that's why I wrote that the way I, I did. I could have written reasons to hire me, but most <laughs> right, people aren't right. going to search for reasons to hire Baccadilly Photography. They're going to search for what questions should I ask? And so I'm thinking about it from the client perspective of what they're going to search for and what they're going to want to find on the other end of that. And if I can also make sure that that content is relevant to me and my business, that's obviously the perfect marriage of those two things. Um, but there's no point in having one without the other.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a great point. One thing I wanted to add, um, before we sort of um, wrap up here, and, and we can sort of summarize the, most of what we've covered um, is, uh, are you familiar with answer the public.com?
1: Mm, I don't think so.
0: Okay, so uh, for those of you that haven't checked it out, um, this is a great resource. Um, if I mean, I'm just checking it out right now as we're talking but um, if you want to sort of get an idea of what is the what are the most common search terms and topics around what you're trying to write about. It's, it's a really cool resource for that. And I was told by another SEO pal of mine, and I, I wasn't sure if you it's, it's, I don't know how long it's been around, but it's just starting to gain some traction. So it's answer the And you might have a little fun with that too, Becca, but um,
1: I was going to say one thing that I use that—that that is sort of a different take on this is uh, a service called Uber suggest it's made by Neil Patel, who's like a huge person in SEO. Um, and it's, just a keyword research tool but it shows you what you're ranking for not just the keywords but also the pages that those keywords are dro- driving traffic to um and then you can also look up keywords and see who has the top ranking things for that so if you looked at a specific venue you can see what other people are writing to get top ranked for that um it's just as kind of an what is interesting, that you are for that? it's called uber suggest
0: Ubersuggest.com? Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. Um, it's cool. a very kind of simple rudimentary thing, but um, this obviously looks a lot, this um, answer the public looks a lot more slick and I'm excited to try that out, but that's, that's the thing I've been using.
0: Nice. Thank you. Well, so both of those resources will be linked to in the show notes if you're looking for um, some, some help with this. SEO content creation um, adventure that you're on. But um, I'll, I'll wrap things up now. And uh, thanks again, Becca. Where can people find your work and follow you?
1: Yeah, I'm at beccadilly.com. Um, on Instagram, I'm at beccadilly. And uh, I occasionally have some tips on SEO and uh, productivity. Um, and I do consulting and also photography.
0: Awesome. So if you guys are looking at diving a little deeper, or maybe even having your hand held a little with the back end of WordPress stuff that can be a little bit complicated, um, beccadilly.com, you can get in touch with Becca and work with her. And um, thank you again for everything that you've shared. Uh, this we'll, we'll have to do this again and maybe dive deeper on some pieces. I'll, I'll pull my audience, um, which is something that is incredibly important to do if you have the ability to do that and see what what they want to dig into a little bit more but until next time thank you awesome thanks so much for having me of course thanks for tuning in everyone if you enjoyed the show a quick reminder to head to jennings.photo forward slash review to leave a review for this episode itunes is still the biggest player when it comes to reviews and podcasts getting found so if this is helping you out if you like it head on over to jennings.photo forward slash review and leave us a review we really appreciate it appreciate you listening we'll be back very soon